I'd like to say a special welcome to all the Hogshaven readers, all the Hogshaven listeners, all the Hogshaven Redskins fans who, like me, are huge Fred Smooth fans. Hogzillas. Yeah, well, I've had a couple hours tonight, and I can't understand why they would be wrong. <laughs> This is a fun time, my friend. You like to have yes. fun. and uh, I just like to be a good person. Man. My friend. Uh, other good people. It's, it's been fantastic. Uh, we much appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Uh, anytime, friends. Anytime, friends. Hey, it's nice a, on the Palmer right there, by the way. Tribute you know? to the king. Rest in peace, Mr. Palmer. Rest in peace, brother. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Brought yes, us the great lemonade and tea mixed. Two things. And, and sorry, tea. Tim Strack, we're not talking about you. Sorry, tea. Uh, <laughs> Arnold Palmer. Right. Two-thirds iced tea, one-third lemonade for the record. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right. That's the, that, oh, hold on. Pardon me. That's the the proper ingredients. According to Arnold Palmer, that's the way he two made thirds. it. Two thirds, two thirds iced tea, one third lemonade. Totally, I really totally like agree. that formula. Thank you, Mr. Seal. And you you pour the lemonade in first nope. over ice. Nope, nope. Iced tea, uh, lemonade. I just like lemonade the ESPN first. commercial. Uh, iced tea, lemonade. I'm, I'm, I'm going lemonade first, and then I and I I, I double double layer it. Double down, baby. Just make it Arnold Palmer Hayden. Why not? This is <laughs> that would be a John Daly, my friend. <laughs> that would be a John Daly, my friend. <laughs> this is the Audible, and we are tonight sponsored by Basil Hayden. Uh, why? Thank you. We are. We have to be, Mr. Basil and Mrs. Hayden. It's for the well-dressed man that like the well-dressed bottle. Tank top. That is a tank top a and snazzy a belt. Shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A snazzy shirt. Snazzy oh, shirt. The belt got the buckle on it. Oh Lord! Oh, yes, yes, yes. Styling and profiles. Yeah, yeah. We got Matt the real deal seal. What's Kevin Ricca and myself, Ken Marangolo, of course, joined by Fred Smooth. This is the lightning round of the Audible. We, we are in. We are out. We've got some questions for Fred tonight. Sitting in the hot seat. The Basil Hayden hot seat, it as it were. It is very hot. It, it is. It is hot. Fred, who, who was the best safety you ever played with? Oh, I played with some very good safeties. I know you did. But uh, no doubt it's Sean Taylor. Oh, and I, so it's a it's a two part question. Who's the best safety you ever played with? Give yeah. me a a reason. So as a football player, as a quarterback, yeah. give me like a story of a, a time where you knew it was all good because of the guy that was back there. You know why he was the best safety wait, wait, you ever wait, played well, with? Well, not only was he uh, pound for pound. Like I like to, I understand it when you're around a lot of football players. All us top notch athletes, but some athletes separate themselves because they just got a God given gift. All right. Champ Bailey was one of those athletes that's unbelievable. Actually, LeVar Arrington is one of the freakiest athletes you ever see. So yeah. imagine Champ, Champ Bailey and LeVar Arrington had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> that would be With Sean Oprah. Tate. With yeah, yeah. Oprah. Mixed with a little Oprah would be, yeah. would, would, be cause you, it would be Sean Taylor. Yeah. He had the hands, the quickness, the speed of a Champ Bailey, the size, the strength, the vertical of a LeVar Arrington, and his mentality separated him. Man, we used to be at practice, which practice in the league is really no contact during the season. It was full contact for Sean. <laughs> like, literally, Coach Gibbs used to have to beg the band to stop striking Kalin to the ground. Like, he did not... <laughs> Care like Sean Mormon in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All yeah, I wanted to do was punt and go I, I, with my family to the beach. <laughs> he doesn't care. And, and I can remember one time we was playing uh, Philadelphia. It was early when he was wearing thirty six, and I was still twenty one. Oh, the time. I, uh, this yeah. is yes, please. Yeah. God. So we come out, and of course, you know, Philly hot right now, and, and they got Donovan, and they got To, and and you know, everything going back and forth up there right now. So uh, 
We come out, we playing, and we we ain't even start playing that. We walking out in pregame. So in pregame, that's when cornerbacks, that's when we talk to trash. So T.O. just looking and, and, and smiling and stuff. So Sean come right behind him. You know, I'm yapping. He come right behind him and tell him, you know what? I ain't going to even worry about nobody else today. I'm going to be on you for four quarters. And I thought he thought he was playing. You know, Sean don't usually just yap it. He, he'll do his little justice, but he don't yap. So i like, oh, if he said he ain't playing. First play of the game, it was a run play with Westbrook. They ran the ball up the hole. Sean don't even care. He went right to the right. He <laughs> decked him. And just literally ran through his face, all right? <laughs> so they come out the next play and do a play action to the tight end to the other side. It doesn't matter. Right to T.O.'s <laughs> face, all right? Did he, he got a penalty on one of those, Oh, he got he? a penalty on the second one. <laughs> yeah, he did. So the third play, we come out and T.O.'s to my side. He runs a... A 15-yard like dig. And Sean is literally raiding right there. He don't even attempt to catch. No, he does not. No, he does not. He doesn't even attempt to catch the ball. And that set the tone for Sean Taylor versus Terrell Owens for the rest of their career. Oh, yeah. He never had to worry about him. Punched him in the ever face. Ever again. All right? Ever again. Ever did. Didn't have to worry about him again. That uh, it was. You're right. That's uh, Kevin Ewald, um, who was uh, used to run Hogshaven with me. You've met him, Fred. Um, and we were we were on Sean Taylor from the first time he got here, obviously. And uh, that 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 play, those plays against To to us. I mean, they were. They How were about up. his first preseason game? He had two interceptions, one back for a touchdown, like ten taps. This one against great. Miami Dolphins. We played in the Hall of Fame game. It was the first preseason game. Oh, yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't Miami. And we, start, we started him, and he scored on the third play of the game. <laughs> All right? We, me and Greg Williams talked like, hey, coach, I ain't seen nothing like him now. And, you know, I'm high strung. I Like, I ain't seen nothing like him. They make it looks this easy. When Ed Reed leaves your school, and says, they got a guy that's better than me. <laughs> you, you should know then yeah. that it's very serious, man. Yeah. And guess what? He got the ball skills of Ed Reed, but the body of a linebacker. That's intimidating, man. Yes, he's intimidating, man. It's, it's, His it's body totally was way better than Ray Lewis. He was no, I'm saying you go, you, just you had, talk about having a kid between Ed Reed and Ray Lewis. Well, well, I, you got to get some no, height in there. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's where you're gonna you, you're gonna need that length in there. That, and that's, <laughs> that's what he has. He has the ability to do things that the other ones can't wow. get balls that they can't get. I love hearing those words coming from your mouth. Uh, you know, thank God I came from a decent enough family that we understood we're all talkers, but not yeah. like you. Yeah, and uh, I'll, so you I'll have a little respect to the mouth of but the South. I have a, a trashy mouth. No, 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 trashy. no, no. There's a time to sit and listen, and man, I just felt like I was 10, 20. 25. My grandfather was a Redskin back in the day, Big yeah. Jim Ricca. I don't know yeah. if he was around when you were yeah. around, but yeah. good Lord, this is how we're born and raised, and to listen to these stories, man. Oh, yeah. I just got to sit back and go, what? I mean, I what? could tell I mean, Sean Taylor stories all whoa. day. I was going to ask you. Hey, I could hey, sit here all night. We, There's him, Basil Hayden. Because we, hey, we were very people. close, so we used to compete yeah. after practice, meaning he'd come to my house and we play video games. Yep. All right. I had this video game. I don't know if it's even out anymore. It was a motorcycle video game where you literally going through different cities. Excite bike. Oh, no, no, no. no, 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 no. What's Excite bike? Come on. I'm not. Take it easy. We, we, come on now. <laughs> We're not fine. talking sorry, about 86. Sorry. I just want to play you guys an Excite bike. <laughs> he could afford a PlayStation. I'm not that much older. <laughs> he he should have been a first round. You could create your own track. Yeah. He was still a second round pick. He still got some second round money. You know what I'm saying? Prince oh, got, got plenty of money. That wasn't that. <laughs> but, and he would refuse to leave my house sometimes. 
Because I would beat him, literally beat him in this game, and he would be in my house at 3 in the morning. I was like, hey, we got to get up. We got to practice. No, not until I beat you at least one time. And, and he was dead serious. He was dead serious, but I can get him out the house now. I had a couple football players I couldn't get out the house. You remember big Daryl Gardner? Cool. Big Gardner. DG? Yeah, 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 yeah. Six, seven, 340 pounds, no fat. The most intimidating human we've ever seen, I've ever seen in my life. And I can remember the day we signed him. I'm going to tell you why I remember the day we signed him. We signed him that morning. He walked in the meeting room. Me and Jesse Unstead, Jesse was on the team. Jesse is a fool, right? Jesse is a total fool. New York Giant, though. Yes, but he was a Redskin for a while, so I I enjoyed it. I know, I know. So, me, Jesse, all us chilling in the locker room. So, DG came. We didn't sign him. We went to meetings and stuff. He's like, yeah, we shaking hands, meeting everybody. He's like, yeah, man, they, uh, what y'all doing out the practice? I like, me and Jesse, you know, we go by the house. We chill for a while. You more than welcome to come through. So, I let him come through. Great team, man. And, and Jesse, like, you know, all right, the end of the night, I'm finna go. And I'm like, all right, everybody leaving. And DG not leaving. So... I can't ask him to leave, so I like, oh yeah, you you're good, you can stay over here. So it's the next day pass, right? We we'll go to practice. I like Jesse, man. I can't get him out the house, man. He won't, <laughs> he, he won't leave. So it's like four, five days go by. I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta find a way to get this done. Like, he's, he's six, seven. Yeah, he's too big. And, and like, you got to see this man. He's a scary looking dude. He like, takes up space. He's like displacing. Like, Demo just space. staying at both your old house. Yeah, I, I'm just like, man, I'm just gonna move out. Like, I don't, I don't even want to feel like going through this. I'm just about to move out the house. Man, I'm gonna get a new house. I'm gonna let him keep that one, man. I'm gonna get a new house. <laughs> he just squatted his way to your house. No, no, literally, like I'm cool, man. Thanks. I hadn't offered nothing yet. I'm about to get a new house. Don't tell him either. <laughs> so let's put Champ on the side for a second. Who's the best cornerback you ever lined up uh, on the other side of? Or the one that you, the one that matched you best, because we talked earlier about right, the way right, that some right. of our guys don't match up well. Who's the best corner you matched up well with? Wow, Defense just wow. worked best because you guys were together. I think pound for pound, I could put my tandems up against any other corner in the league, and nobody has played with more talented corners than I had. It started off with me, Champ, and Dale Green. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. It went to me, there me was- and Sean Springs and Walt Harris. Then it went to me and Antonio Winfield. Yep. Pound for pound, the most underrated yeah, corner in the league a, a, uh, in history. Uh, then it came back and it was me, Sean Springs, Carlos Rogers, and D. Hall. Like, I've, I've played with some yeah. of the yes, best corners. Yes. So it's hard for me to pick because they all different in their own ways. Sean, the highest cornerback ever drafted, Springs. We, we, you know what? And since he's not here, you had to say that, obviously. No, I'm just saying because I like to put him all in it. And he's no, probably, he, no, because he, if he was here, he would say He it. would say that. He's totally arrogant. Silver <laughs> Springs guy. But he was just one of them guys. He was a specimen when he came out. 225 pounds. Big he's, boy. He's Patrick Peterson of today. Yeah. That's what he was he's in huge. his day. And Champ was such a great athlete. And to, to, Antoine was such the complete corner. The best tackler I've ever been around. And D. Hall, ball skills are ridiculous and, and and Carlos Rogers coming out of breaks and, and doing the things he did so I've played with so many it's, it, it's too hard to say who's the best like I say they all unique in their own way but who I probably paired up the best with probably 
was probably one of them guys from most state because me and Champ are some of the same. We, we're so similar that you got the same type of guy. Me and Sean are different and similar in ways that makes us very compatible to play with each other. So you and, change off on any given So you, and, you and Bluefoot were. Me and Bluefoot. Right, me and right. old bastard. We probably <laughs> was the best. <laughs> so that's my running mate. And we just worked well off each other. We, we knew how to relieve each other's stress and we knew how to put pressure on each other better than some of the others I played with. So I have to say Sean, physically and mentally, probably was the best parent I had. Who's the uh, best player to ever come out of Mississippi State? Out of the state of Mississippi or out of the school of Mississippi? Ooh, your, your because, school. Hey, your school. I'm, will, I'm willing to put my state against any state's team. All right, I tell you what, give me All the best time. player. The best player that came out of Mississippi. I the best player is too many because I got your Brett Fives, I got your Jerry Rice's. Jerry Rice is the goat, best of all time. I got your Walter Payton, your Mean Joe Green. I got your. I can go on so deep what the roster looked like for the all-time Mississippi roster. You're not going to be able pretty to play good, with us. Pretty good roster. Pretty good. You're not going to be able to play with us. Would you say Brett Favre is the best best one to come no, out of No, Jerry your... Rice, because he's arguably the best player to ever play in the NFL. So it's Jerry Rice. Like, they just did the top 100 of all-time ranking. Yep. Jerry Rice was number one. Yeah, it, he, he should be. So what, Jerry Rice, one? hands down. <laughs> How far below Jerry Rice would you go before you got to Brian Mitchell and what he did in the NFL? Um, who, because if you really look, if you're a numbers person and you look at what Brian Mitchell did from, from the B, line of scrimmage. B. Mitch, uh, of course, he's a Louisiana guy, mm-hmm. which, ooh, Louisiana is deep. They're deep with the air. Yeah, if you're, if you're a product of coming from there, you're probably all right. Now, I can say this about B. Mitch. B. Mitch was underutilized because he was ahead of his time. Just like I listen to music that's ahead of his time and I listen to it. If you get a B. Mitch, <laughs> no, if you get a B. Mitch with throwing teams and teams that open things up, they can really use B. Mitch. Uh, you get a team that willing to run the Wildcat with B. Mitch. Uh, you, you know his skill oh, he set. Missed, that he was the Wildcat. Yeah, yeah, see what I'm saying? So he was before yeah, his time. Yeah. Like, if you want to see B. Mitch as a Hall of Famer, he should have played right in between 2000 and never... 2016. And, and now you get the bets out of B. Mitch. Like me, this is one thing I can say. When I came in the league, we were right at the cusp of team. We were still coming out of the thing was running was the most important thing during the regular right. season. We hadn't got – we only had New England that passed a lot. We had uh, Green Bay that passed a lot. We had our team that we knew we were going to play, but everybody else was pounding ground. So if I could have played in this throwing league of today where I'm going to get 15 chances to make plays with my – But you can't touch I'm, anybody. That's fine with me. They don't tackle either. That's fine with me. All I'm saying is this probably this time probably matches my skill set to the maximum. Of course. It ain't about where yeah. you play it. It's about what's, where could I maximize my skills. Like some players deserve to go play in the 70s because that's what type player they was. Now, we're not about ripping off <clears throat> old Band-Aids, and that's not what we're going to do here. But Marty Schottenheimer. I love him. Mm-hmm. Talk about talk about what he. I want to hear your perspective on what he did when he came here. What he did. Was, oh, that's a simple question. He what he did was pissed off some uh, older players. That's what he did. He changed the way he did stuff. He came in. He did what all first year coaches do. He fired and hired, and that rubbed some people the wrong way, and that led to him leaving because we started out four and five. We ended up winning seven straight games. We was 
We was a better team than we was at the begin. I mean, end of the year, beginning of the year. I literally think if we keep Marty, then next yep. year we're a playoff team. Yep, especially. Well, I don't want to, but uh, going up against Tony Banks in practice. Yeah. Uh, he, Marty had him throwing those like thirty yard, two yard down and outs, and he can throw. You them. had to call. You had to guard those. He had yeah. a rifle. I can say he could throw those. Not looking. Coming from Michigan State, right. he would he would turn. He would check. He wouldn't check down to the running back. It would be like the fourth receiver Tony on the right. Tony don't want to go short. And it ain't no throw, short no, in yeah. Tony. <laughs> he would throw an aggressive. Yeah. How many of those? Came across your eyeballs. <laughs> I, I've seen it many a time. Didn't he send Rob Johnson pack, packing? We sent, no, it was Jeff Jordan. The general was Jeff our George. quarterback at yeah. the time. Okay. And the general would not call nothing Marty called in the huddle. So the general would go right in the huddle and change <laughs> the play to what he wanted to. They got the general sent to the bed. But if you want to talk about talent, yeah, Jeff George was one of the most talented quarterbacks nobody ever know about. All right? I'm just telling you. He had no weakness. And he could actually run, and most people didn't even know that. He was big, strong, could do whatever, cool He was his own worst enemy? Yes, he's his own. Hey, we see that all the time with anybody. He reminds me of Cutler present day. He's Jay Cutler. He was the first Cutler. The same look. How hot is Jeff George's George wife? Does Jeff George have a super hot wife? Of course he of did. Course his he last name did. is Jeff George. With, with blown out bangs and hey, all the rest. First of all, at that time, <laughs> I was on... Hold on, a, what'd you say? His last name is George? <laughs> his last name is George. <laughs> Can't do nothing but have a hot wife. Check this out. At that point in time, I was playing on a team with five number one picks. Yes. Can you okay. name them all? On the Redskins. I played was with... Was it five? Team. Five, Five number one let's start, off, let's start off with the one that people have a hard time with, uh, Irving Fryer. Nope, Irving wasn't there. He wasn't there. <laughs> Take him off. Bruce? <laughs> Bruce Smith is one. Irving Fryer was not one of them. Or Irving was not one of them. Start. All right. Detroit did not put Dion on layaway. Was this the so De- No, Dion was not the was, first pick of the draft. Five or something. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Sean Springs is the highest counter ever. Two? Doubleefield? No. Wilkinson. Big Dan, yeah, Big yeah, Daddy. Big they go Daddy two. Was one. Yeah, uh, Big Daddy. Um, there's an offensive lineman. Uh, it wasn't Samuels. No, it's not an offensive lineman. It wasn't an offensive lineman? Oh, Jeff George. Jeff George, that's oh, three. Yeah. <coughs> Jeff George is one. And I, 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 thought, I thought it was Urban Fryer, but I'm, I'm going to give you a little help. A running back. All right. I, in that season, 2000. Shit. Oh, Lord. Stephen Davis. Fucking nope. Kajana Carter. Oh, yes, God. Kajana Carter. <laughs> 1995 oh, champs. There's four. And there's still another one. It wasn't Mark Carrier. No, That's it wasn't Mark Carrier. It wasn't Mark Carrier. One day are green. Uh, g- give me inside the ball. Backup quarterback. Who's our backup quarterback? Tony Banks was the backup quarterback. <laughs> was he number one overall? No, he wasn't number no, one no, overall. No, no, no. No, Tony Banks? No, no. Oh. And if it's not no lineman. It's not a wide receiver. I think it might have just been four then. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm over four, by the way. That's why I'm laughing. Because I'm let me off the hook. You I didn't, like, pay, you didn't pick was, one of them. Who, no, I didn't. No, I, didn't. I think it's I actually didn't. five. And I'm going to probably text you while on my way home. I might like, be Irvin ah, Fryer. Are you sure it's not Irvin Fryer? It's not Irvin. Okay. It's not Irvin. Okay. But okay. I think it was five. I remember it being five guys that year. It wasn't Marco Coleman. It wasn't, uh, wasn't Flipper. Yep. It wasn't. Uh, who was my middle linebacker? In 2001? Wasn't it LeVar? No, LeVar played outside linebacker. Sean Barber was the other outside linebacker. And Keith, uh, Kevin Mitchell was the middle linebacker. Kevin. All right, here's what we can get you out on tonight. 
Take us all back. All the guys, all of us Redskins fans who um, suffered with you in a different, in our own way, uh, through some seasons where we thought we were better than we were. Y'all always do. But other seasons where guys like coaches like Joe Gibbs actually got more, more out of more us. out of us more out, out, of, out of the team than yeah. any other coach could and and you make the playoffs take us back to as a as a Washington Redskin your happiest time as a Washington Redskin what what why what what was happening and why what, when you think to yourself man that was I, that I, was it I before just take out the fact that I got drafted by the Redskins that's okay. the happiest day of my life okay I uh my happy I think it has to contradict with your worst time in your yeah. life. So the oh. happiest time in my life was at, right after the, the team, after we went through the tragedy with Sean Taylor, we buckled down and made a playoff run we shouldn't have made. Mm-hmm. And getting to the playoffs was probably the sweetest time, yeah, that's as a Redskin. And we had to beat Minnesota to get into yeah. the playoffs, and we went back. We went to Minnesota and destroyed them after the year I had just left from there. Yeah. So it was like, like I said, it's a lot of things in one. Hey, was that the game where someone called down to Joe Gibbs and said there's 12 men on the field and he challenged and 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 won the 12 men on the field challenge? I I, I don't know, but we kind of like just dominated the game from the beginning. And we went on like a six-game, seven-game streak. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then we was just totally – you weren't going to score us on defense. I think – I want people to go redo these stats – because me and Sean Spring been talking about these stats because now they do the throw it, how many you catch with the cornerback. They didn't do it when we was right, out. Right. We want to know the deficit we had in that year, fathers, me and him, because we didn't even give up a touchdown in the last eight games. And I don't know a duo that did that. We need to get some some stat diggers yeah. on yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, that, so, that, so oh, 05 was a great season. one, too. Just this season, Attention man. Attention Haven it, interns. Yeah, yeah it, all, it, all it the just, Haven interns. It just, it just meant more than football. It was about more than football for a time. For, for a time in our life, we could put football to the side and play for something else. Now, yep. this is something I heard about from, from I, uh, Joe Gibbs when I, when I uh, had a chance to talk to him about it. This is something he told me, and I think it's a sentiment that I've heard from other players on that team. And they said that it was emo- it emotionally bankrupted them mm-hmm. because after the thing with Sean happened, and then you go on that run, and there was some down moments. That was a double timeout game against yeah. the Buffalo Bills at home yeah, when you I, thought I we thought it was over, yeah. and it was a hell of a ride. Um, it ultimately, uh, it's why Joe left. It, oh no, it I totally emotionally bankrupted people. It, it emotionally drained us. It's forever scarred us. It's forever embedded in our memory. And twenty one is forever embedded in Washington. Yeah, you know, so I think everything played off of it. It's way more important on your guys' personal level yeah. than it ever yeah. has been for all of us. Sure. Of yeah. course, we hold him in the highest of esteem. Mm-hmm. Listen to the stories. That's a, you know, we've all had friends. That's, mm-hmm. of course, that young man died a hero yeah. in front of his family. Yeah. In fact, family. showed up to a gunfight with a knife yeah. on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> because he had to protect. Yeah, and, 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 that, and that he did. You know, and things, senseless things happen, man. And yep. You can't ever go back and change them. And, once things happen, all thing you can do is live with them. But you know what I said? You know, everything happened for a reason, man. Yep. And who am I to doubt, uh, say what should happen? I just said it galvanized us. We grew from it. We learned from it. Turned a lot of boys to men quickly. It did. I mean, it. it, yeah. it, it so, of uh, in a million, you know, football teams uh, in football seasons that have won a similar amount of games or made playoff runs, 
it's hard to believe there are many scenarios where the 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 action the events of that of the time were so, you know so inter, you know interspersed interwoven in, in 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 that deep of an emotional way because that team should not have made the playoffs. Oh no, we was beat up. We was we we wasn't at our peak playing wise, but like I said, when you get a group of men to play for something other than the obvious, you get a team. And that's what make a Belichick so special. He makes his players play for something other than yeah. football. But that week, I was in the Bahamas a year before my wedding, planning it out with my family members. Uh, my grandmother lived there. There's just yeah. no, like, whatever. And we watched those games down there. We got the Miami Herald. We got the Chantelle reports, you know, from what we thought was local. Every cable outlet we had was Miami. You could yeah. see... Sure. And then we flew home and went from, you know, 78 degrees and sunny to 20 degrees on a Thursday night game the week after the double timeout. It was just, I'll never forget that time ever. And all I ever think yeah. of is that man. As I was becoming a family man, uh, he, he defended his family. Yeah, he stood, yeah. stood in front of a bad guy. And uh, yeah, everyone can talk about football. And uh, while listening to that story earlier, I put my hand on my mic because at this hour, I usually like to say a little something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted to listen to that. Oh, yeah. Hey, thank you very much. We for appreciate being here it, with man. Thank you, fellas, man. Thank, thank you, you so man. much. He is Fred Smoot, former Washington Redskins. I told you my new nickname, Demos. Back. Demos. 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 Yeah. Mouth of the South. <laughs> Joined by Kevin Ricca, Matt Seal, Tim Strachan in spirit, and I'm Ken Marangola. This was The Audible. <laughs>